Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news. This is episode 147, recorded June 20th, 2023. I'm your host, Charles Current. And in today's episode, Amazon locks a man out of his smart home, 3D printed multi-lock key, deviant on darknet diaries, covert instruments is hiring, criminals, new blog posts, videos, new products, events, meetups, giveaways, sales, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the length or the ability to post show notes, but you can always find full show notes with all of the links at thelocksportscast.com. Our first story actually hit quite a few different news agencies, uh, generally titled as Amazon Locked a Man Out of His Smart Home. Those stories say that a man claims to have suffered a week-long smart home lockout after an Amazon delivery driver accused him of being racist. The driver allegedly heard a racist remark from the doorbell and reported it to Amazon, which immediately locked down the account, locking the man out of his smart home, all of his smart devices on his smart home, including smart locks. The man was locked out of his devices for a week over the alleged racist remarks. Only after the man provided video evidence of his innocence did Amazon admit the mistake and restore his account access. So there's multiple things that I find troubling about this story. First of all is that the driver allegedly thought he heard something racist out of the man's doorbell, and Amazon just took his word for it and locked the man's account. There was no investigation beforehand. There was no reaching out to the guy. He had to contact Amazon and got a snooty reply from what some of the paper said. And that's the part I find the most concerning, is that you put a lot of investment into Amazon. You have movies on there, you have the prime shipping, uh, prime video, audio, smart devices around your house tied into Amazon. And all it takes is an accusation. No proof, no investigation, just the accusations made, we're going to kill everything. And that includes your smart locks on your house. So this has real world physical security and safety implications and it can all go away at the whim of a corporation that just views you as a number on a spreadsheet so uh, think about that before you install too much smart tech moving on to the community side of things first up we have a working 3d printed key with movable parts this was posted by lockpicking dev on twitter and he tweeted this video of a working 3D printed multi-lock interactive key. He attributes the key to the Mimas. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Sorry. And he says, I believe this may be the first working 3D printed key with movable parts. And I thought it looked pretty cool and was worth a mention on here. So uh, link to that in the show notes. In other news, Deviant Olaf was featured on Darknet Diaries podcast episode number 87. In that episode, the host interviews Deviant Olaf, the physical penetration specialist um, that we all know. The episode is roughly 87 minutes long and was released on June 6th. So if you haven't already, head over and check that out. Yabenda has put up a both a Reddit post and a video announcing that he has 1,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. 
The post on Reddit says, It happened. 1,000 subscriptions to my YouTube channel. I'm extremely pleased, and it is a great honor and joy for me that what I do for the community is met with appreciation on your part. It is you, my friends, who motivate me to keep improving my videos. I make them for all of those whom Locksport has caught in its clutches and is not going to let go. Tomorrow, I will launch a giveaway that I am preparing on this occasion. I invite everyone to participate in this event, so win really cool prizes. And there will be more info on that giveaway in the giveaway section, and you can find all the links, of course, in the show notes. And congratulations to Yabenda on 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Next up, University of Colorado at Colorado Springs hosts cybersecurity camps for middle school students. The UCCS Cybersecurity Programs Office is hosting a series of cybersecurity camps for middle school students and middle school and high school teachers. The camps run from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday throughout a variety of weeks in June and July. The goal of the camps is to teach students about cybersecurity and give them hands-on experience with cybersecurity tools and techniques, including lockpicking. So I don't know if I have any listeners in the Colorado area, but if I do, and you have middle-aged school children, are your kids involved in this? Let me know. Uh, leave, a, leave me a note. Let me know. Moving back over to Twitter, Lockpicking Lawyer put up a tweet on June 12th saying that Covert Instruments is hiring. They are looking for two fulfillment interns at their Fredericksburg, Virginia facility. Candidates should be motivated, dependable, detail-oriented. Previous experience in fulfillment, inventory control, and receiving is a plus. Hey, what do you know a job I'm qualified for? Anyway, if you are interested, if you live in that area or might be interested in moving to that area, uh, check out the post linked in the show notes. And since we're talking about lockpicking lawyer, over on the r slash lockpicking lawyer Reddit, Someone posted, I saw this funky looking key in Vienna last September. Upon searching, it looks to be an actual product with a lock. Uh, asked if LPL had ever picked something like this. I think the, the answer to that is no. However, in the comments, other users were able to dig up some info on the key. Pretty bizarre looking key with a whole bunch of cutouts. It looks almost like a multi-row dimple lock of sorts, but not quite. Turns out that this is a product called the Amadeo Freeflex. They say that this is a patented, game-changing, binary-coded, digital mechanical key. It's purely mechanical, but it's also 96-bit binary-coded, they say. Some of the claims on their webpage, um, they say, One key for all. Make up to 25 user groups, and everyone gets one key only, independent from the complexity of the locking plan. Dynamic locking plan. If the locking plan changes, only the keys need to be updated. The already installed cylinders won't change. No waiting. You can install cylinders before thinking about the locking plan. They say it is a reversible system. The preflex key can be inserted in any direction. This feature is achieved without losing key combinations. They say a logarithmic guarantee. Only you have access to your cylinders. No one can copy a key without your knowledge. They say, since the access information is encoded on the keys and not the cylinders, locksmiths can stock up cylinders and key blanks and operate as a manufacturer. It's purely mechanical, but it's also digital. The Amadeo Freeflex 
Planner allows for effortless planning and provides real-time order status, audit trails, and the overview of your locking system. Cloud-based version allows orders to be placed and modified from anywhere. And they have a section, installation process. Say every FreeFlex cylinder owner gets a FreeFlex account with two-way authentication login credentials. After installing each cylinder, the FreeFlex owner scans a QR code on the cylinder to add it to their account. At their convenience, the FreeFlex owners can make their locking plan using any device via the cloud-based FreeFlex software and send their orders to locksmiths. And there's an optional patented NFC chip, which you can add to the tip of your key to give access to areas such as parking garages, gyms, and avoid handing out cards. So it's a little vague on how the system actually works. It appears there's a whole bunch of wafers in the system. If anybody has any more information on the system, I would be really interested and send it my way. I would appreciate it. Moving on to videos. This next one is actually embedded in an article. The article entitled, This Crafty Toddler is Either Going to Be Famous or in Jail One Day. The story is that a two-year-old is going viral on TikTok for his, quote, lock-picking skills. In the video, the toddler picks the lock to his parents' bedroom door using a butter knife he found in the cutlery drawer. The video was posted by his mother on TikTok and has since gone viral. They say it's surprising that the toddler knew where the silverware drawer was and that he could use a butter knife to pick the lock. Pretty smart for a two-year-old. How much he knew ahead of time or how much he observed from somebody else, we don't know. But uh, to even pick that up from observing at two-year-old, two years old is pretty cool. So pretty smart little kid. Next up is a YouTube short by at McNally Official about a master bypass. It was a video response to being called out for making fake videos by a locksmith. Evidently, a locksmith commented on a video he made about a master shutter lock bypass. The locksmith called it out as fake, presumably because he only used one tool to open the lock, no turning tool of any kind. In this video, he uses cutaway to demonstrate the bypass technique he used, and also that he can open the lock by dropping it on the floor. And I'm sure that would also work very well with just wrapping. And if the story of locksmith calling him out specifically on this video is accurate it's a good example of why you should make sure that you understand what it is you're watching before jumping to conclusions because yes there was only one tool but it wasn't picking that was actually happening it was bypassing which is a very different different technique as we all know next up a new video by deviant how can you force the tsa to relock your pelican case I guess he made a video a little while back called TSA Keeps Breaking Into Gun Cases. And in that video, he showed a way to modify some special locking Pelican case latches in order to make them key retaining. He says that that process, while effective, was clunky and messy. So he has developed a 3D printed part that can be dropped into the lock to do that particular task of making it key retaining. And he has made the plans for that part available and instructions on how to install it on YouTube. So if you are traveling with Pelican Casins, this is a good one to check out. Next up is not really a blog post, but it is an article that reads a lot like a blog post. And it's called Everything is Open. It's by Erica X. Eisen. Um, Eisen? Eisen? I'm going to say Eisen. I don't know. Uh, 
She writes about her own experiences learning to pick locks and how it has helped her feel more confident in her ability to navigate the world. Also discusses the history of lock picking and how it has been used by both criminals and law enforcement. She's obviously a lockpicking lawyer fan, as a large portion of the article discusses him and his channel in some form or another to tie the article together. But it is an interesting read, so a uh, link to that in the show notes if you're interested. Moving on to products over at silverbullet.tools, they are offering now a Silver Bullet 2. They say the Silver Bullet version 2 adds multiple new tips and tensioning tools allowing for the picking and decoding of previously impossible lock systems, including Abloy Disk Lock, Abloy Classic, Abloy Profile, Anchor Loss, and miniature lock mechanisms, including Kensington. And it is available now, it looks like, for $600 US. Over at Multipick, we have the new version of the Door Peephole Opener Lock-Off, now being manufactured by Multipick. In Germany. I don't know when this transition actually took place, but this product came up uh, in consequence to one of the criminal stories coming up. And I saw that it was labeled new, so I thought it probably belonged on the show. They say from now on, the door people opener lock off will be manufactured by Multipick in superior Multipick quality. However, we have kept the ingenious basic construction of the tool and simply reinforced the established weaknesses substantially. They also say that going forward, they will be offering cost-effective modification or repair of the old lock-off at a fixed price. All components with proven vulnerabilities will be replaced by new multi-pick components, giving you a more robust and durable tool, including free express return shipping. The new lock-off door people opener is currently on sale for €189. Euros. And over at Red Team Tools, they have the new coated pinning tweezers. These are a formed end tweezer for grabbing pins. They say they are designed to be much shorter in length than many other types of pinning tweezers. They are approximately four and a half inches overall length, easily fit into your picking kit or equipment bag for field carry, and they are $9 US. We have a couple of books here. First up, we have How I Rob Banks and Other Such Places. The description reads, follow FC as he steals from the world's most secure banks and government facilities without breaking a single law. In How I Rob Banks and Other Such Places, renowned ethical hacker and social engineer FC delivers a gripping and often hilarious discussion of his work, testing the limits of physical bank security by trying to steal money, data, and anything else he can get his hands on. In the book, you'll explore the secretive world of physical assessments and follow FC as he breaks into banks and secure government locations to identify security flaws and loopholes. The author explains how banks and other security facilities operate, both digitally and physically, and shows you the tools and techniques he uses to gain access to some of the world's most locked-down buildings. They say it is a can't-miss account of real-life security exploits perfect for InfoSec pros, including red and blue teamers, pen testers, CIOs, CISSPs, and social engineers. Uh, the link I have is to Wiley.com, and there it is, $25. Next up is Deadlock by Simon Fox. And I have a link to a review by GeekDag.com, and of course a link to the actual book available. Um, I put in Amazon here because most people have that. One of the reviews I read said that this is a perfect book for fans of Alex Ryder and Artemis Fowl. 
Say Simon Fox's latest action-packed thriller is ideal for readers too young for Jack Reacher or Line of Duty. They say it is aimed at the 9 to 12 year old market. Archie Blake thought his policeman father teaching him how to pick locks and open safes was just a bit of fun, but when a diamond necklace is stolen and his dad is arrested, Archie realizes the only way to prove dad's innocence is to go on the run and use everything he's learned to uncover the truth. I don't know its availability on other sites, but it is currently $9.99 on Kindle or $16.42 for the paperback version on Amazon. If you have somebody of that age that might enjoy it. And for resources this week, we have a few different links all coming from one Reddit post. The Reddit post was titled Must Read for the Beginners, and it was a picture of the cover art for Lockpicking Detail Overkill booklet. And somebody in the comments provided a link saying that this is available on Internet Archive for anyone to read. So I will have that link in the show notes, as well as they also in that shared links to a good video and the MIT Guide to Lockpicking. Also, I will have links to all those resources in the show notes for everyone who wants to check them out. Moving on to events and meetups. Uh, Circle City Con. Final year, online only this year, taking place June 23rd, last I heard. Lockfest EU, September 23rd, and Carlo Veri in the Czech Republic. Hack for Kids Grand Rapids, September 29th in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Besides Augusta, October 7th, Augusta, Georgia. Besides Jacksonville in Jacksonville, Florida on October 14th. MLA Expo, October 20th in St. Quentin Gate, Telford. St. Con, October 24th, Provo, Utah. ISSA Columbus, October 21st in Columbus, Georgia. And this one I just realized I've had out of order for a while. DEFCON 31, August 10th in Las Vegas, Nevada. B-Sides Ottawa, October 26th, Ottawa, Canada. B-Sides Greenville, October 28th, Greenville, South Carolina. B-Sides Charlotte, September 23rd, Charlotte, North Carolina. B-Sides Charleston, November 4th in Charleston, South Carolina, and I need to reorganize those. We have a few new belts to announce this week. First, we have a new purple belt, Open Source Fan, earned purple this week, so congratulations to you. And Chestnut Zero and Lockchuck both earned brown this week, so congratulations to both of you. If you're not familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are several links in the show notes that will get you to the official rules and other pages and videos that describe the system, why it's fun, and why you might want to join in. Now it's time to take a quick break. Say thank you to the people that made this particular episode possible. We'll start with the financial contributors. We have Panda Frog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Levon's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons in a Coat, Terrell, aka Anthony. Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, a.k.a. Cool Tune, Mog, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, Barebones Lockpicking, Snake, Paracentric, John R. Chief content producer for this episode is Trell, a.k.a. Anthony. Other content producers, Barebones Lockpicking, Chad, Ifisk, I'm Gumby, Jimmy Longs, Lady Locks, Lockpicking Dev, Open Lock, Pocket Woman, Tequila Dave, Tony Verley, and Zlocks.ca. Thank you to all of you for your support. The show is only possible because of that support. So if you value the show, if you're enjoying the show, please help support it 
by sending in news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that could be of interest to the Locksport community, send it my way. Either send it to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods that are listed in the show notes. That is the most important thing that you can do to keep this show going. Other things you can do to help the show out, share the show with your lockpicking friends, leave a review, comment, thumbs up, subscribe. If you want to help financially, you're welcome to donate via PayPal, subscribe on Patreon, or Subscribestar. If you support the show with information I use in the show or a donation, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people you just heard mentioned. Moving on to our criminals section. First up, we have a story out of San Jose. This is actually a a video that I have a link to. The stories say that a woman was visiting San Jose on business and was in her hotel room when someone started trying to open her door from the outside using an underdoor tool. And she caught the attempt on video. She also foiled the attempt and notified hotel security. They did find a couple that uh, were apparently responsible for this. They made some lame excuse about knocking on the wrong door and they disappeared before police could show up. Anyway, it is a a good, clear video of somebody using an underdoor tool, and, of course, the easy way to defeat it if you happen to be in the room. She sounds convinced that they only did it because they thought the room was empty, but uh, one of the later stories might put a little doubt on that one. Our next story, also out of California, says two adults were arrested for allegedly being in possession of burglary tools, among other offenses, during a traffic stop in Arroyo Grande? Grande? I don't know. According to the St. Louis Obispo County Sheriff's Office, they say deputies from the Sheriff's Office conducted a proactive traffic enforcement stop on a car displaying two different license plates. Search of the vehicle revealed multiple stolen access cards and checks, illegal narcotics, narcotics paraphernalia, shaved car keys, a lockpick set, and a billy club. So not caught in the act, but they did have a lockpick set, and they are out stealing identities, cards, checks, stuff like that. Very likely that they are using that set in the commission of those crimes. All right, we're going to hop right across the border here to Nevada. Las Vegas police arrested a man on several burglary charges during a sting operation set up by Paris Hotel Security after he allegedly stole over $5,000 from multiple hotel rooms in the span of nearly two hours, according to an arrest report. He now faces five counts of residential burglary and one count of attempted residential burglary. On June 2nd, around 4.40 a.m., Paris Hotel Security Investigations set up a suite as a bait room due to a spike in room burglaries over the past two months. They installed hidden cameras, hid suitcases, a wallet with $600 in it, and several other items of value throughout the room. Security was in the neighboring room watching a live feed video. When they saw a person enter the room, grab a wallet from the suitcase, security entered the room and took the suspect into custody. When the suspect was taken into custody, he had $5,365 in U.S. currency and $990 in Canadian currency in his front pockets. He also had a Paris room key that was registered in another person's name and a flathead screwdriver in his pocket. While investigating the room burglary, Several other burglaries were reported to hotel security from people claiming they were missing cash, their peepholes were tampered with, and had markings on their locks. Then it lists through several of the different uh, reports given. They say around 3 a.m., a couple staying in a suite on the ninth floor 
said while they were sleeping, they heard a door open and saw a shadow in the room. When they heard the door close, the husband got up to look and saw that he was missing $550 from his wallet. When police arrived, they found pry marks around the lock. The peephole was removed and missing, and there was a folded up room privacy sign. Around 3.30 a.m., another couple staying in a suite on the 11th floor was awakened by the sound of the hotel door opening. The husband immediately got up and asked, Who is it? No one answered, and the door closed. Nothing was taken from the room. Around 6 a.m., a person staying on the 7th floor reported that when he woke up, he found he was missing about $2,400 in cash and a money clip valued at $80. Police noticed that the room's people was pushed almost all the way through. And also around 6 a.m., another hotel guest staying on the 11th floor reported to security that when he woke up, he found about $1,100 U.S. and $800 Canadian currency missing from his room. About 8 a.m., another hotel guest staying on the 12th floor reported that around 3.30 a.m., someone came into their room and stole $244 in cash. Why they waited till 8 a.m. to announce a break-in at 3.30 is a little weird. Uh, Another couple reported that $925 were taken from their room while they were sleeping. Police say that all the break-ins happened between 3 and 4.40 a.m. Police did point out several similarities in the burglaries, including all the rooms being located closest to the elevators down the right side of the hallway, all rooms being in the same wing of the hotel, the peephole on multiple rooms being tampered with, and all the victims were inside the rooms when he entered. Suspect has two previous felony convictions for conspiracy to commit robbery and attempted burglary, both in 2017, and uh, now has a bunch more of those charges. But the, the, uh, the really scary thing to me is that this person is going into these rooms knowing they're occupied. That puts people in a very dangerous uh, position, both the suspect and the victims, in a potentially dangerous position somebody could get seriously injured so but at least he's off the streets now all right moving on to sales first up a new sale here from its tactical their two-piece titanium concealment tool set is ten dollars off right now so instead of 39.99 it is now 29.99 us no code needed just go to their website Uh, red team tools has a special page for their discounted items link in the show notes JimmyLongs.com. If you're looking to buy some of his picks, you can get 20% off if you use our discount code, which is the Lock Sportscast. Over at 3D Lock Sport, you can get 10% off. Use the code LSCast10. Barebones Lock Picking, the June code is GregC10 for 10% off. Over at Vent or ZFix, you can check out their Discounted items at the link provided in the show notes. No coupon code needed. Multi-Pick has multiple discount codes that may or may not still work. Uh, if you are going to shop at Multi-Pick, worth a try. They're all worth 10%. Link in the show notes to all those codes. If you find one and it doesn't work, please let me know so I can remove it. Southord has two pages, one for sale items and one for cosmetically blemished items, which are also discounted. So if you're looking to save some money, be sure to check out both of those pages before you uh, shop the main site. If you're shopping at Law Lock Tools, there are multiple codes available. Again, check out the link in the show notes for those. Uh, 
some of them are on limited items, but up to 50% off. And another one is 10% off any item. Peterson's having sales on some blemished and mistake items. So be sure to check out the codes that you can use on those in the show notes. If you're shopping for the Antique Locks and Keys, their Histories, Uses, and Mechanisms book over at Artisan Ideas, you can save on that if you use the code JASON. And of course, we have the 15% off at Mako Locks if you use the code BUYMAKO and 10% off at UK Lock Pickers if you use the code GIFT. Moving on to giveaways, we have Yabenda's 1,000 subscriber giveaway running. So link to that in the show notes. Uh, this one and the next one, I don't have explicit permission, which is normally one of my rules. I need explicit permission to share somebody's giveaway on the show. But these both fall into the category that they publicly announced these on the Reddit. If they're doing that, they obviously want people to know about them. So, so if they're doing that, they probably want non-subscribers to head on by and check it out. Shareable information. And Yabenda's giveaway ends on the 30th, I believe, of June. Lady Locks is doing a special giveaway for new pickers. This is announced in her video, Are You New? Then this giveaway is for you. This was also shared on social media. So if you are a new lock picker, she's giving away some items specifically tailored to you. So head on over to the link in the show notes or just go to her YouTube channel. And I believe that one ends somewhere around the 23rd of June. Long-standing giveaway opportunities we have pocket woman her lotto lock tuesday video series is tied in with a regular giveaway and lady locks and friends do their picking time live streams there are quite often giveaways over there and clk supplies does their weekly lock boss giveaway to different prize pools you get entered in both if you enter every week and that brings us to the end of another show. Thank you for listening. I apologize for this one coming out a bit late. I've been enjoying a uh, brief vacation trying to recoup. And I appreciate all of the support coming in, all the different story, all the different stories that have been shared with me. There's a little look into what my normal recording session looks like when I don't edit out the bloopers. There are a lot of bloopers in this show. You just don't hear them all. Anyway, thank you for listening. And remember to keep it legal. Legal.